0: Please listen carefully.
1: And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions podcast, featuring four left feet performing a tango of trivia,
0: Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions podcast. Kevin over here, and Mikey over here, and today on the podcast, it's one of my favorite podcasts to do. It's Nerd Alerts. Nerd Alerts. Nerd Alerts. Mikey goes and scours the internet for all the great things that are nerdy on there, so you don't have to. And yes. Then, then brings it here
1: and reports to me for my reactions. Also justifies my habit of spending too much time on the internet. No, it's for work. <laughs> But I will say this up front, for those of you listening, if there are things that you see in the headlines, things that spark your interest or get your hopes up and you want us to talk about it, send it in because nerd alerts apply to everything. I tend to pick out things that apply to me and Kevin. But if there's something you want to hear, send it in. We'll talk about it. We will definitely talk about it. Hit us up at AssumingPod on the socials and
0: Positions at gmail.com on our Gmail. I'll say that again later so you don't forget. <laughs>
1: But it's Nerd Alert. It's for June. It's been a whole month. Yes. What do we got? Uh we're starting off with our favorite our favorite thing to talk about. Some Star Wars news. Star Wars.
0: Nothing but
1: Star Wars. Star Wars. Who did It was that William Shatner? No, that was somebody. No, who. that was um that was
0: Venkman. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Bill Murray? That no. was Bill Murray. Oh, it was. That was okay. The lounge Singer Bill Murray. Or was it Steve, No, or was it Steve Martin?
1: No, it was Bill Murray. Yeah, now that you say that, it brings it into my mind. Yeah, Classic bit. You can probably find it on YouTube. Go check it out. But for Star Wars news, you would think, how can there be more Star Wars news? Because we already know about, like, Ahsoka and Book of Boba Fett and Mm -hmm. Andor. And currently we have the Bad Batch going on. Like, Mm -hmm. Star Wars is ever-present. What else Mm -hmm. new can they put out? But Star Wars news for Nerd Alerts for this episode is that... We're ahead of the game. There's going to be a sneak preview on July 3rd at Anime Expo, mm-hmm. and they're going to release a trailer for what's called Star Wars Visions, which is an anime anthology of Star Wars stories. Hmm. Is it animated? It's it's is anime. Not, an- it, it is animated. Oh,
0: anime.
1: But specifically anime. So for me, my reference point for this is currently there's a series on Netflix called Love, Death, and Robots that's kind of hit or miss, in my opinion. But... Also, there was an old thing, I guess, in the 2000s called the Animatrix, which is where they did an anime anthology of stories from the Matrix, which Mm. was a popular series. So it seems like it's in that lane of things. It's going to be little short snippets, episodes, uh, vignettes Hmm. within the Star Wars universe, but done anime style. What do you think about that?
0: Well, are they doing original stories? Or do we not know?
1: The details are scarce Mm. at the moment because, like I said, it's it's premiering on July 3rd. We're ahead of the game here, but it could be bringing Legends things back into canon. It could be going deep into lore. We don't know yet. Okay. No, I've I've seen... I always like
0: the... There's a manga out there of the original trilogy. There might be more, but I know for a fact there's a manga out there of the original trilogy. Okay. That it's super...
1: It's been around for a long time. Did it come out, like, within the scope of the original trilogy, like 70s, 80s? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not that old, but I
0: just know of its existence for years and years and years and years. I've never... Uh, they had it at the Richardson Public Library, of all things. <laughs> I've never actually gotten my hands on a, a hold of uh, of owning it, but I've, I've looked at it at the library. I got you. And it, it's a manga, you know, backwards. Um, <laughs> right to uh, left. And... uh it's just it's really cool looking because just see everything done in that style. The manga anime style are pretty much similar style. Yeah, so. I get you. And then there's also there's a fan anime. I don't know if you've seen it with uh, mm-hmm. it's like TIE Fighter pilots. And it's very like Macross looking kind of uh, Robotech the, the way they do, like, the... It's really well done.
1: Is it, Wait, is it manga or is it anime? It's like, an anime. It's online. Okay, okay It's cool. like a
0: fan film. I'll have to go check it out. A fan trailer. But it's really good. I mean, really good. It's one of those things. Some people put stuff up on the internet, and you're like, why Why are you just doing this for free? Or, yeah. you know, why
1: aren't you working with... Or it makes you want to get on social media and be like, hey, Disney and Lucasfilm, pay attention to this person because yeah. they're
0: making cool stuff. Yeah, exactly so it's funny when you see that tangent on the internet but it's the some of these fan made trailers yep some of some little fan films even just the the posters people make they're so good that you're like it's i love when it confuses people too i love people <laughs> like look at what disney's making you're like no that's just
1: some dude in ohio <laughs> who got bored on a tuesday and now yeah. you have this but, I do like the fact that there you do hear internet stories of people that post that stuff and make that stuff, like if you have a passion for it and you put that art out there, it can get recognized and lead to something yeah. like either an internship or career or mm-hmm. getting credit for
0: foundational stuff. So yeah, well, I'm all for Star Wars anime. I'd like them to do more original stuff. I like the original stuff that they're doing, mm-hmm. but I know when they get to animated stuff, they love being like, "Oh." Harrison Ford doesn't have to be old. Yep. So we can do some thing and it, it's just I don't know, a lot of this fill-in stuff like let's figure out where they were in between this scene and that scene. Then <laughs> I I like how the Mandalorian's like original content. Yes. Or this happened after or fill in between the movies that there isn't any fill-in for cuz I mean we're getting to the point they're packing stuff I mean, between the Solo movie and Rogue One, they're packing so much stuff that, you know, the, the, the anime is going to be like, and here's where Luke went to the bathroom. <laughs> you didn't think there were space bathrooms because that's the only stuff
1: we haven't shown you yet. I'm totally with you. Like, they are cramming a whole bunch of things in. And when it comes to animation, Star Wars is already killing it. I mean, we got Clone Wars. We got Rebels. Now we have Bad Batch. I mean, that's all Dave Filoni just being Dave Filoni all over the place and putting extra excellent Star Wars stuff out there. So my hope for this is is that they go like either extended lore or like legend stories or legacy stuff that's just like the outer realms or the outer rim of Star Wars mm-hmm. world building just to get the auxiliary stuff just mm-hmm. to go with it but we won't know until July 3rd when we get the teaser we'll see how it goes we'll see In other Star Wars news I bring this up because it was a recent pick for one of our build a crews our build our Star Wars All-Star Build a Crew but uh, a recent headline was that Forrest Whitaker is returning as Saguerrera for the Rogue One Andor TV series. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Man,
0: they got so much mileage out of Saguerrera. Weren't we talking about that? I think we're talking about that with Not Scott.
1: Yep. He's like everywhere. We've seen, I think, at least three generations of Saw mm-hmm. Like, he's a young rebel in Clone Wars, and then we see him again in Rebels as, like, a slightly older. And mm-hmm. then we get him in Rogue One as, like, Forrest mm-hmm. Whitaker, battled veteran. Mm-hmm.
0: And then Bad Batch, too. He's even... Oh, that's true. He showed <laughs> up again. Oh, he's showing up all over the place. Well, hey, man, that's excellent, because if you can get Forrest Whitaker to do anything for you, then hooray. He's great. <laughs> uh, go
1: back and listen to our Star Wars All-Star Build-A-Cruise to his- to hear how much I love Forrest Whitaker as Saw Gererica's. yeah, That's such a great character. It's
0: great. And especially since the Andor is going to be dealing with that. We've talked about this many times on the podcast before, so I'll just say it real quick. But there's that fun thing that they've come up with in the new Disney Star Wars that they've fleshed out the fact that there's two competing rebel factions, really. Yes. There's the the ones who want to do it more politically more legally, quote-unquote. More politely, yeah. And that's the that's Princess Leia Mon Mothma. That's that side over there. And then there's Saw Gerrera's, like, they're literally revolutionaries. True. Right? Like, rebels as you think of a rebel.
1: And uh, on the D&D alignment chart, probably closer to chaotic good yes. than, like, lawful good. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's where the distinction is, for sure. But Andor is coming out. It'd be curious to see um, along the lines of the Star Wars TV series. We get one little tidbit about the book of Boa Fett. It is finished filming. They Ah, wrapped on filming and they are on schedule for their December 2021 release. I didn't know it was coming out that soon. Oh, uh, that's what I
0: was supposed to, but people didn't know because of the Pandy Pand. Um, yep, <laughs> but they were able to keep a lot of stuff going with testing and quarantining and making sure sure everyone was safe. And we thought they might be able to do it because they use that volume thing for filming The Mandalorian. That yeah, and that's so a sound stage. That's and- a sound stage, and it's a lot easier to keep the crew small mm-hmm. for like pandemic purposes. So. I was a little bit worried, but it seemed like California, with all their restrictions, was pretty loose with the <laughs> f- film industry because they know where their bread is buttered.
1: Yeah, they, we got to keep making stuff. Yeah. But the curious thing about me, I'd, like maybe this is just my brain. I thought we were going to get the Ahsoka series before we were going to get Book of Boba Fett, but mm. Book of Boba Fett is coming before Ahsoka. So.
0: Yeah, I uh, yeah. I don't know if they're gonna tie in or what, but <laughs> there's a funny meme out there. There's you, it's happening a lot. This meme is being used a lot right now. And is uh, it the Anakin? Yeah, the Anakin, <laughs> the Anakin <laughs> or, Padme I'm a one. Oh, yeah, okay. the Anakin Padme one. Yes, we've even used it on on our Instagram. <laughs> but
1: it's so good. There's
0: a funny new one where it's Dave, instead of Anakin is Dave Filoni. Yes, and and then Padme's like, I'm so glad you're gonna you're doing something that doesn't have Ahsoka in it. Oh. And then it's, the, it's like, right? Right, right yeah. and then a pause, and then, <laughs> wait, it doesn't have Ahsoka in it, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: so are you in, are you speculating that we'll see Ahsoka in the Book of Boba Fett? I think maybe. Okay. Because, or or Bad Batch, too. I mean, all, all of it, you know? <laughs> Fingers crossed for, for more Rosario Dawson. I will never complain about that, ever. So,
0: yeah, uh, that, I'm really excited because Boba Fett is one of my top favorite characters from way back in the day. And they're just... Ch- I used to get made fun of for it. That's how old of a Star Wars guy I am. You get made fun of it. You, you used to get made fun of for liking Boba Fett because they're like... He's a background but, character. He's a background character and he got taken out. So kind of like, you, you know, <laughs> like, Boba Fett, where? Ah, plonk, plonk. Sarlacc. And he hits the side of Jabba's ship and slides down into the Sarlacc. It's very unceremonious. I remember getting picked on for being like, you like a guy who went out like that, really? I get well, it.
1: Figures. <laughs> I get it. Snap my
0: underwear band.
1: Uh, but the <laughs> the the rumblings for this show, the rumblings for Book of Boba Fett is that there are comic books and books concerning Boba Fett, but he is more of a team player. Like He knows how to put together a squad and get things done. So there is sort of hinting that that may be part of Book of Boba Fett, like he gets his own crew together and mm. completes his book chapters. I don't know. Yeah, he's already got Fennec with him. There you go, Fennec Shand. That's the funny part. Uh, the reason that everybody knows that Boba Fett has wrapped filming, it was uh, ming nong Wen, who plays uh, mm-hmm. Fennec Shand, posted on Instagram. But the funny part is she was showing off the rap gift for the movie, and I only bring this up because it's relevant to our Zudio. Our mm. but they gave iPhone holders that I have right here in Uh, front of me uh, uh, holding up my iPad, but they gave iPhone holders to everybody in the crew specifically because Ming-Na Wen lost her phone like every other day. And they were like, put this around your neck, put it on this holder. This is your (laughs) That's hilarious. I don't know if I told you that
0: when the spoilers, I guess, anyway, take your shot. Uh, But Fennec shows up in the Bad Batch. Yes. Right? And my kids are like, she looks the same. Shouldn't she look younger? And I was like, Ming Na Wen's like way older than you think she is.
1: That's
0: it. She's beautiful at any age, apparently. You know? And and they're like, what? And I like looked up on Wikipedia, and they're like, are you kidding me? I was like, yeah. So it tracks. It's it fine that that animated character looks the same. She's ageless somehow.
1: And they get to save on CGI money. That's I think great. she's one of
0: the vampires of Hollywood. Oh, Ming Na Wen, one of the greats, though. Gwen Stefani, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I thought, everyone thought Keanu for a long time, but after I saw him shaved in Bill and Ted's latest movie, I was like, no, he looks old.
1: <laughs> that Ke- beard,
0: that beard helps
1: him <laughs> out a lot. Keanu Reeves will come up in the in the end part of this episode, <laughs> but have you seen the internet meme where it's Keanu, like they, they found some, like, I guess it's a civil war soldier or some sort of yeah, Union yeah, soldier yeah, yeah, and yeah. it looks exactly yeah, like Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. It's like, he's from the 1900s. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. But to wrap up on a slightly wholesome note, a good note on our Star Wars news, recently in the headlines, it's also been confirmed that Carrie Fisher, Mm. rest in peace, is set to get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, cool. My first reaction is, she didn't already have one? I know, right? So she is getting one. Uh, You can go check out Twitter. Mark Hamill had a really great response to it. Uh, It's just, I'm glad she's finally getting honored because Carrie Fisher, one of the greats, like we were just saying.
0: Also, underappreciated for how much she did during the, the period where she wasn't in a lot of films. She was working very hard doing, she was a script sweetener. She
1: yeah, yeah, punching she'd, up and yeah, stuff. Yeah, she'd
0: punch up scripts, she'd do, and it was all like kind of ghost rewriting and stuff, but... People are like, where did she go? She actually didn't go anywhere. She was doing a lot of that stuff. So
1: And you hear I think I've heard in a couple of interviews like she was mentoring people and all that stuff. Yep, so so uh, <laughs> props to you. But that's it for the Star Wars news. The other thing in the headlines, we're switching over to video games because E three was recently happened. Woo E three. You might be saying E3 happened, which is a valid response because it was all virtual and kind of one of the last, hopefully last remaining consequences of like COVID and everybody staying apart restrictions. I I hope so. But it was the Electronic Entertainment Expo. Mm -hmm. The highlights I got from this, I'm pointing the first two things out for me because I'm a Nintendo kid, so I got to shout out Nintendo. But Nintendo came out with two big announcements. The first one being... They're making another Metroid finally after all these years. It's been like two decades. Wow. And it's Metroid 2D. It's going back to the old school side scrolling. Oh, cool. So, but my question for you are you a fan of the like the Metroidvania genre? Is that something you
0: gear towards? Oh, Metroid was the, I, Metroid was one of the games that I beat. Oh, there you go. The games I've beat are the short list of games. Oh, I, same. Uh, Metroid was one of them, and also Metroid was one of my uh, father-son bonding games with my dad. My dad's a tech guy from you know way back. We had computers. My dad's seventy-nine years old and still plays video games. Props so, to dad. Yeah. yeah, they're all on the PC because he's a PC guy from <laughs> way back. And there's stuff. There's stuff that a seventy-nine-year-old guy would play, like hunting games. Yes. and and flight simulators. <laughs> Well, he literally likes to make commercial flights. Uh,
1: hey, <laughs> you
0: find your passion in stick. To yeah, it. Right. Like, I, I applaud that. So, uh, but Metroid was one of the games that he also played too. That was uh, yeah. That's I spent a lot of. I would say stick time, but there's not a, there wasn't a stick on that controller. Nope, just a D pad. Uh, a pad. So I spent a lot of D pad time. <laughs> a lot of blistered thumbs too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on that, yeah. That game was not easy but i loved it so much i kept
1: going and it seems like they're honoring that classic so keep an eye out for Metroid Dread is its official name but it seems like cuz there was a, a slew of 3D Metroid games like first person when it was became first person became real trendy and popular they made a bunch of Metroid games in that series but now they're going back to 2D but they made it look like an aliens type game like they gave it a real dark Geiger feel to mm. it so if that no. pushes any of your buttons, keep was, an eye out for it. It was
0: kind of that way, sort of a little bit before. True, but yeah,
1: except for the bright red brains floating in the. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. God,
0: that brings back memories. It does. That's how you had, you you had to beat it to see if, if,
1: if the the kids were right. There you go. Yeah, find out. Uh-huh. Wait, wait. Same as ran is a is it is a chick? Uh-huh. Yeah. What? You're blowing my mind right now but something else that is blowing minds is that they finally announced the sequel to the reason I bought a Nintendo switch in the first place. Wow. And they're doing legend of Zelda breath of the wild too. Mm, I bring it up just cause I want to recommend the first one. If you've never played breath of the wild, it is one of the greatest gaming experiences for me in the last couple of years. And the fact that they're doing another one is just, uh, it fills me with joy. I look forward to it. But the funny part is, is that, they're sort of doing a Judge Dread Instead of, like, adding evil worlds to Breath of the Wild, they're taking to the sky. They're building up. So it's going to be Breath of the Wild, but you're going to be flying around more, and there's going to be taller buildings and all that stuff. So silly. <laughs> Breath of the Wild in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Not unusual for Nintendo. They did Zelda Skyward Sword, so it is it is part of their theme. But uh, I'm just happy that there's more Breath of the Wild. But video game news for Kevin uh, specifically. Eh? Bethesda was at E3.
0: Oh, yeah. The reason why I have that subscription to Xbox now and play one game.
1: (laughs) Specifically Fallout 76. Yeah. yeah. But Bethesda is getting out of the Fallout game, getting out of the Elder Scrolls game, which they've been in for at least a few years. (laughs) Uh, They're branching out. They're going to space. They announced a new game called Starfield. Yeah. Field. And it says, in this next generation role-playing game set amongst the stars, create any character you want and explore with unparalleled freedom as you embark on an epic journey to answer humanity's greatest mystery. What's that? What does that mean? I get, Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, it sounds like vague PR marketing talk, which yeah. I think it is. But to me, this almost comes across as this Bethesda's take on Mass Effect.
0: So maybe it's really it's really cool looking the I saw the trailer if you haven't seen the trailer go out there and see the trailer it gave me all kind. it really looked to me like I don't know if you've been watching it, everybody out there or Mikey, but <laughs> the um new lost in space that's on Netflix, yeah, the reboot it's really good I enjoyed a lot and. This Bethesda spaceship, they just basically show the spaceship. It looks so much very similar to the Lost in Space reboot. I got you. Not ripped off, but I mean, it has that same kind of vibe and kind of feel to it. Mm -hmm. So it's real interesting looking to me. I I like how Bethesda does fall. I play tons of Fallout 76 with Mikey and... Mm -hmm. uh, And I would like The Elder Scrolls more if it wasn't. Fantasy games just don't scratch my itch. I don't know why. You'd rather tabletop it. Yeah, I'd rather tabletop it is the conclusion. Yeah, (laughs) that's my guess. Mikey's come to as the gaming therapist or whatever. (laughs) Um, But so, yeah, I'm on board. I love sci-fi games so much, and I really like... Everything everyone complains about when you go on like the Fallout forums and stuff, and mm-hmm. all the stuff that people complain about doesn't—it doesn't even bother me because it's just like I don't know. I give Bethesda a lot of rope, just like I give Bungie a lot of rope, and oh, absolutely. There's a lot of there's a lot of I don't know if you're this way too, but there's a lot of these everything, all kinds of media, movies, shows, game companies. If they've given me hours upon hours of enjoyment in the past. A lot of times I'll kind of like give them a lot of rope. They get a pass every once in a while. George yeah. Lucas got that with the prequels for a long time <laughs> for For me. And then the millennials helped me kind of turn back around and be okay. But There you go. Um, so that's it's really exciting to see. I, I want to see more. You only see so much from a trailer.
1: And it's exciting that Bethesda is doing it because there has been like a recent trend. There's a game called No Man's Sky, and there's yeah. a couple of other companies that have done like the – hey, you get to do planetary exploration and you get to make your own character and it's like randomly generated worlds, but if there's somebody else doing that and if it's Bethesda, like yeah. having all their Fallout and Skyrim knowledge.
0: They're so good at the role-playing games. And
1: world-building and yeah. all that stuff. They're, they're really, really good at it. So, And you can complain about the bugs, but they are good about uh, updating their engine and putting yeah, new yeah, mechanics in. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Between
0: the with Mass Effect, you got Mass Effect is pretty good at role playing too. But the the strength of those ones is the relationship trees and like the kind of like that that fable like good or bad kind of the the whole that whole thing. That's the strength of their engine and the way that their games role play. The Bethesda stuff they really don't have a good bad system. Like I'm evil, they don't have like the alignment system built into it but their yeah. their stories are so like deep and strong and if, if if you're super into reading every like console or scroll you find and i'm saying the two <laughs> different games <laughs> yeah i mean you can like you can find these like storylines that are novel like and spend hours just
1: doing yes. that just <laughs> reading spend- about the <laughs> history that's buried in yeah, the world
0: yeah so uh it's real interesting to Think of what they can do with a a space game, and I like how they're doing something separate because it could have been it could have been easy for them to because uh, they introduced a little bit of yes, there's astronauts in Fallout, yes, so they could have been like Fallout in space, but, Fallout
1: Five, yeah. yeah,
0: but no, they're trying to do something different, which I like.
1: That's scheduled slated for release in November of next year, so we still got a little bit of a wait, mm-hmm. but something to keep your eye out for on the horizon, pro- and it's Xbox only which has got a lot of people upset. But that ties into something else that Xbox talked about at E3 is that they're trying to go the more exclusive route to boost up their Game Pass. This may be a Game Pass-only thing, kind of like what we're doing with Mm. Fallout 76, Mm -hmm. but that seems to be a focus. They're focused on next year adding more games to the Game Pass and adding more exclusives to Xbox. Well, we're going yeah. back to the console wars. Yeah,
0: get your Xbox uh, fully fixed and the, the, that's I I do the wait. Mikey and I have do the wait thing a lot of times with yep. the most technology. Mm-hmm. And as you have seen, it's it's just like everything's fine in testing, but then when it starts to get out to thousands of people, the real problems <laughs> show up. So <laughs> Oh, too many people! I guess Xbox has been having the new Xbox has been having problems with the controllers. Yeah, seems like that's easy for enough for them to fix that kind of thing. But plus, they're so hard to get right now. So actually, I think now that stuff's opening back up, people are going to be leaving their house now. So you're probably able the availability of consoles is probably going to be better. Hopefully, anyway,
1: fingers crossed. But. I'm
0: thinking maybe Christmas time. Sounds (laughs) like a good time to get one. Just fix that controller problem. There you go. Because I, by waiting like that, I got away from the, remember the red ring of death
1: from the original Xbox? You got the second or third wave, yeah. Yeah, I I avoided the red ring of death on mine. And that's the benefit of waiting. So, and like I said, those games are coming out 2022. So (laughs) Patience. Have a little patience, yes. Uh, final E3 news to bring up is that there's another game exclusive to Xbox that was announced called Redfall. I'm excited for this because it's apparently you and a group of people versus a world full of vampires. Oh, wow. And I can't remember the last time I played a game, it was me versus vampires.
0: Yeah. There was that really crappy Buffy game that yes. was almost unplayable, <laughs> but no, that's, mm, I like that. That's a good concept because it's like the zombies are so played out now. Exactly vampires though world of vampires that's
1: cool speaking of zombies it does seem like it's a left 4 dead ripoff with a vampire sort of element to it <laughs> but the good thing about it is is this game is made by arcane austin which was the studio behind prey and dishonored and are you familiar with prayer dishonored
0: no i'm not
1: uh, i would say check out dishonored because it seems like your play style, those are games that are based on like stealth and being sneaky mm. and avoiding mobs and avoiding, in this case, I guess, vampires.
0: Depends. It depends on the game. <laughs> a, the one fantasy game that I was super into was that Thief game. Exactly. But that was because the game was called Thief, so it made sense to be the Thief. That makes sense. I le- that, sometimes it depends on the game. Some games are like, why am I having to sneak? but that game was like you got it knowing you have to sneak because you're a thief
1: that was it that was the whole point yeah i would i would argue that dishonored sort of played on that trope and continued it and now you get to do it against vampires hopefully in 2022 with redfall uh but on to silly movie news i had to bring up this headline because i don't i can't make heads or tails of this but i'll say this to you they have officially confirmed that there's going to be a new The Munsters movie. <laughs>
0: the Munsters?
1: Directed by Rob Zombie.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. What's going on? I'm so confused. <laughs> Rob Zombie does really good horror movies. That's it. And The Munsters is like a, it's not really horror, but was, is he doing a dark, gritty monsters?
1: All we know, uh, Zom- Rob Zombie posted on Instagram. He said, attention boils and ghouls. Thumbs up for the pun. Uh, Uh, The rumors are true. My next film project will be the one I've been chasing for 20 years, The Munsters. Stay tuned for exciting details as things progress. Uh, So really all we know is that he's directing it. hmm. I'm sure his wife will be in it in some capacity. I hope Chris
0: Hardwick's in it.
1: Oh, that'd be great. Because they're buddies. Yep. He played uh, what? uh
0: He's been in tons of his movies.
1: Yeah, Chris Hardwick played one of the scientists in one of Rob Zombie's movies. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I used to watch plenty. I used to watch too much TV, so I used to watch plenty of the Munsters. Yep. And it was all, I mean, it's not like high level or anything, but it was fun enough. It was great. My favorite part of the Munsters is their ugly cousin.
1: Who's oh, yeah. actually
0: a beautiful woman?
1: It's like Sabrina, yeah. It's the uh-huh. blonde girl next door. It's
0: really, really that's uh, that I don't know why even to this day, it tickles me. It makes me smile every time I think of it. It's it's so silly. It's such a, a dad jokey thing or something. And no, I don't even know, but I don't it's a great bit. From it is a great bit. From the time I was a kid until now, that still makes me smile. So and usually <laughs> and then you get a vampirist and a the Frankenstein monster, Mm -hmm. uh, make a werewolf when they have offspring. (laughs)
1: Who has a massive widow's peak. Uh, I mean, perfect. Which is hilarious. And it's, I mean, you could say that it's hilarious that Rob Zombie is the creative force behind the new monsters. But for as much as Rob Zombie does the House of a Thousand Corpses and Hills Have Eyes and the horror movie genre, Uh, The thing I love about Rob Zombie is is if you listen to any interview he does, he's a big, big nerd, Mm -hmm. just like us. But it just happens to be a nerd for horror movie stuff. So I think he understands what monsters is. And because he's loved it for so long, I think I I would trust him. He's one of those guys that give a pass, be like, all right, Rob Zombie, go ahead and do the monster. Yeah,
0: see what you got. It's almost like uh, a Tim Burton Batman thing. Happening. Oh
1: exactly. You're like, what the heck are you what the heck is this gonna be like? <laughs> and the, so a lot of people think it's one of the best ones. I only hope the the family takes off in the Dragula just for one scene and goes goes zooming off. Oh yeah, man.
0: <laughs> Those hot rod cars. Exactly. That was great.
1: Uh, in other random movie news, uh, another name that's come up on the podcast a lot is Donnie Yen. We love Donnie mm-hmm. Yen. We just mentioned him on the Star Wars All-Star Build-A-Crew as well mm-hmm. as Chirrut Imwe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donnie Yen is apparently going to be the sidekick to Keanu Reeves. You said him oh. earlier. <laughs> Here's where he comes back, the vampire himself. Uh, Donnie Yen is going to be the sidekick to Keanu Reeves, John Wick, in John Wick 4. Oh, wow. I had no idea they were making another one. How could they not? Those movies are so popular. <laughs> but Donnie Yen will be in it. Uh, I'm just excited for that. He was an Ip Man, the, all the classic martial arts mm-hmm. movies. So just had to shout out his name because I saw it in the headlines. I was like, yeah, my buddy Donnie Yen, let's go. That sounds that sounds fun. But it, that's pretty much it for movie news. But here's some silly TV news because we do video games, movies, TV, Star Wars, whatever floats our boat. But on to TV one of our favorites, another name we've talked about a lot, is Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is going to be starring as Blackbeard, the pirate, for HBO Max. <laughs> what? What is happening right now? What? So, apparently, he's the executive producer and at least directing the pilot for a show called Our Flag Means Death. Okay. Uh, starring a, a, a fellow lead named Reese Darby, who is in Flight of the Concords oh, yeah. and What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Which leads me to believe this is their version of what we do in the shadows, but for pirates. Oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be silly, right?
1: It's gonna be silly. It, they say it's a comedy. Um, okay, yeah. Yes. So because
0: he does these, he's kind of doing like, well, I what we do in the shadows. It's kind of historical because they're vampires, so they're old. But he, he has these funny like historical comedy things that he's doing. True. Yeah, he did Jojo Rabbit, which
1: was about World War II, and he's, the he's like. He's like Quentin
0: Tarantino, but funny and not gory, or I don't know what to,
1: you know what I mean? It, it, I would say they're the same brain, but. Yeah, they are
0: the same brain. But it's what, New
1: Zealand versus uh, America, yeah. is my guess. <laughs>
0: right, right. Well, <laughs> they. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know why I made that connection, but it's like Jojo Rabbit in Inglorious Bastards would kind of fit well on the shelf together, even though they're totally different movies. Totally different, but you could it'd make a nice double feature. Yeah. <laughs> so now now we need Tarantino to do a pirate movie. There you go. Wow, that would be good.
1: Uh, maybe he could do his version of this one, because this is actually based upon the true adventures of Steed Bonnet, who is Rhys Darby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a well-to-do gentleman farmer and child of wealth in the 18th century. But he gives it all up just to become a captain of a pirate ship called The Revenge.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's kind of what happened back then, too. Because I read that whole Big Long Pirates book. Yeah. Yeah. and uh,
1: Black Sails Over Blue Skies? Under Blue Skies?
0: But yeah. Black Sails, Blue Waters. Blue Waters. That's what so, it was. I forget what it was. Um, exactly. But I've read lots of pirate books. I like pirate books. Uh, the historical pirate books. Mainly because most of our, like, pirate history books are based on a few books that were written in the time. And okay. now historians think that they were kind of like the pulp serials of back then. Like, they were just... so. it's This is basically the funny thing that people say, like, in the future, will people think some of the stuff in our media was real? Yes. When it's just our entertainment. True. I got gotcha. you. Know, like, you know, there's but there's historians now looking back and trying to, like... Use his other historical records to figure out what's real. Try in those and connect stories the p- yeah, of the yeah. pirates who were, who were, who were 'cause because some of the, some of the pirates were kind of anonymous and they never knew who they were. And then some of them, you know, a lot of them got caught and hanged. Um, hanged, yes. And, uh, some of them like disappeared, just disappeared. And it's like ship lost at sea or were they successful? And what happens is a lot of times there were some of these wealthy men who literally just commissioned a ship and then just went out a pirating. That's crazy. And then amassed like extra. And there's like a, I forget, I think Captain Morgan, maybe. Uh, I think the reason why Captain Morgan associated with rum is because he was actually a sugar plantation, like guy. And then went on just. Who just went out because what would happen that's crazy. Is, What would happen is, is that they would hire when nations were having wars with each other, mm-hmm. they'd hire privateers mercenaries to bolster their navy oh yeah yeah okay um and basically what a privateer was allowed to do was they had a letter of mark and they could go uh and if the flag of the opposing countries was flying you could take over that ship you could loot it you could burn it you could do whatever you wanted (laughs) they didn't care and you wouldn't get in trouble from the country that you had the letter of mark for you wouldn't be a criminal because you were doing it under the guise of... Uh, Being a privateer. A privateer. Yeah. But what would happen is, is that the wars would end, and these guys kind of got a taste for pirating. That's what they... Yeah, it's, they became good at it. And yeah. it was like, oh, I am good at this. Yeah, so then they became... They kept becoming pirates. And Interesting. They, they, it was interesting, because they were all blingy and stuff back then. <laughs> I mean, no, they were. That whole, like jacket, that pirate jacket, that fancy pirate jacket, that's mm-hmm. real. And mm-hmm. they also would like have rings on every finger. Big old earrings. And the earrings because that was all like stuff that they looted and stuff. Yeah. And they were known for like just when they'd come into town, they'd have so much money and they'd spend it. They'd like blow it and they they like go rent like they like basically like rent some mansion basically they they had so much money that's great they'd be like you know is the owner of this house no he's back in england all right well we're gonna stay here you can't and they'd be like here's money okay yes you can i mean it's crazy the The real history of it is almost better than some of the walk the plank made up stuff that didn't exist
1: i and I believe that like I do enjoy the Pirates of the Caribbean series, but I could see how that's more based on the walk the plank yes. like mythology yes. rather than what you get from books. Yes. My hope for is that Taika Waititi seems like the type yes. of dude that's read the books. That's what I'm getting at. And knows how to make the jokes yes. based on that yes. rather than like the Jack Sparrows.
0: That's what I'm getting at. And in just that little synopsis you read says he is looking at that kind of stuff. And I, I think that's right because like in Jojo Rabbit and stuff, the the weapons and stuff were accurate. So
1: Absolutely.
0: it's the same thing. Like I guess that's probably why my brain went to Quentin Tarantino because Quentin Tarantino even though his stuff is fantasy, true, and it's and it's kind of cartoony, he still, for some reason, really wants to get the historical stuff
1: looking right, or at least like homage the things that took place in history that reference right. that, like whether it's kung fu or you right. know World War II or whatever. Right. He he's big about like getting that vibe across. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I'm excited now. I'm I made myself more excited about that <laughs> HBO Max. I'm gonna have to have someone.
1: Share their thing with me. With yeah, this. who's got a password for HBO Max? Send it to our socials. We'll, we'll be we'll <laughs> we'll try to reciprocate. That's the
0: thing. It's getting crazy now. When you like add up all your
1: services, it's more than
0: cable ever was.
1: I, I'm waiting for them to do packages of streaming services like they used to do cable packages. Like, mm-hmm. hey, sign up for our company. Something's you get- gonna happen
0: because when I was the, the, <laughs> after my trial ran out on the Xbox thing, I was like, what am I paying for this? And I'm only playing one game right now. I need to play more games. It's going to make me play more games.
1: I would hope so. Games are good for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> They're not good for my sleep, though.
1: Ah, who needs sleep? Uh-huh. Never gonna need it. Who needs sleep? <laughs> What's that for, <laughs> Uh But one last nerd alert. Speaking of trying to get the historical context right, and speaking of streaming services, this is coming to Disney+, and it's Peter Jackson, famous mm. for Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, yes. but he's doing... I think we've mentioned this previously. It was rumored on the po- well, or one of our previous Nerd Alerts, but the update is that Peter Jackson is doing the Beatles Get Back documentary. But what started out as a two-hour documentary movie has now been spread out into a six-hour, three-part miniseries on Disney+. Plus. They've sort of advanced the schedule and opened it up because they found so much footage and he has so much story to oh, tell. Oh,
0: okay. So it is documentary footage.
1: Yes. Okay. But they went from... We've mentioned this with, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. as a sort of concept, but this seems like this is coming true in that they said, hey, this was going to be a two-hour movie, but there's so much stuff here, we're going to let this creator have six hours instead of two hours. Hmm, interesting.
0: The, the, he did that. Peter Jackson's been getting into doing that historical stuff. I, I never got to see it because, I, I, let me know if it's out there, but it I seemed like you could only see it like you had to go to places to see it, but he did that World War One thing.
1: The, I, I believe it was called The Way We Were.
0: Yeah, where he like slowed down the footage and then he had like lip readers yep. figure out what people were saying to mm-hmm. put it in. The, and then he like, this guy is so wonderfully nerdy because he literally <laughs> like, he would have lip readers figure out what the guys were saying. Yes. Then he'd figure out what regiment they were in. Yep. And then go to that area of the UK okay. and get people who are from there to read the dialogue to get the accent and so vernacular accent right. Was right. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> that's so wonderfully nerdy. I love it because that I mean, that's the oh, I just love how nerdy that is. And it was kind of actually it was easier for him to do back then. Here, I'm getting hysteria, history nerd on you. Go for it. One of the tragedies of World War One was is that they didn't do a thing that modern militaries do, where they mix up people from all over their country to put in units. Mm-hmm. They literally had units that were like an based entire, on your region, right? Yeah, and they'd have ones that were like an entire town of okay. men in like one battle. Nobody's coming home. No mail from that town is coming home. That that town is done. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the war where they learned. Let's not do that anymore <laughs> because. Way too many people die in war now. Makes sense. So, and didn't used to happen. Old historic battles, the kill count wasn't very high
1: because the weaponry wasn't that good. Yeah. Like there was a lot of injuries and like yes, hygiene the, deaths and the, stuff. But the, the point was making them flee the field.
0: Oh, okay, that, back then, and even in Roman time, uh, Roman times all the way up till pretty much the Civil War, when they started learning how to actually efficiently murder people on the field. Was it but... tanks
1: or submarines that did the most? <laughs>
0: But, yeah, it was the, the whole point was basically to make one side flee the field and then it was over. That makes sense. So, anyway, there's more nerd history from, but, yeah, Peter Jackson uh, doing anything is going to be interesting to see. I'm not, but we'll see if he turns me around on the Beatles or a lot of people around the Beatles because, you know, what's happening is that the Z generation, these kids now, and don't get mad at me, everybody. Yep. But these kids now, these teenagers now, no Really like the Beatles.
1: They are a relic of time, and I I was hesitant to bring this up because I know your opinion about the Beatles. Well, my opinion about the Beatles is that there would be a lot of stuff that didn't
0: exist now if it wasn't for them, and you have to give them credit for that. Yes, but some of their stuff, and this goes with with so much stuff from back then, yes. from back anyway, yeah, anywhere. But there's so much stuff from the past that you kind of had to be there for a lot of it. True, and a lot of the people who were there are unfortunately leaving us now Mm -hmm. because that's just how time marches on. But I think the Beatles are with documentaries like this and they're so kind of in the zeitgeist and there are enough music nerds who are young who understand their legacy. You know, I think they're going to eventually go the way of like the... Brahms and Mozart's and Bach's, you know, absolutely, there are, absolutely, yes, there are composers and musicians that from the past that we know about that stand the but, test of time. But guess what? There's a lot of them that don't stand the test of time. So True. we'll see. We'll see in the future. I guess we won't see, but <laughs> people will see in the future what does stand the test of time, and some stuff's not. Some stuff's not gonna.
1: Some stuff isn't. But I'm with you. I do think the Beatles fall into the category that yes, the the Zoomers may not be completely down with the Beatles at the moment, but I think the Beatles will stand the test of time. Uh, the interesting thing about what Peter Jackson is doing is this catalogs. This is a documentary about pretty much the end of the Beatles. Oh wow! This That's is their six last
0: hours at the end. Wow.
1: Yep. This is their last performance. It's the rooftop performance they did at ah, Apple Studios, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. famous, mm-hmm. and it's also. Like he got into an archive that nobody had seen for fifty years, and there's apparently like six hundred hours of footage that he whittled down. But he did the
0: same thing for World War One. What is he doing? Is he, he's he such does, a nerd? Does he just show up at places and they're they're like they're like, oh, it's the Lord of the Rings guy. Can uh, I look
1: in your archive and learn everything about it? All right.
0: Can you sign this? Does he show up with things to sign, like give them like Hobbit feet to wear around their
1: house or something? <laughs> I've brought I, these Hubbard feet for you. I can't do a Kiwi accent. but I think for this one, he brought everybody mop-top wigs. And he said, <laughs> I brought these for you so we can wear them around the studio. But yeah, he is that type of nerd. So that's why I'm excited about this. Because it, it goes into the recording sessions for Abbey Road and Let It Be. And like the end of the Beatles. Like, I don't know if we'll get to see tension or just like, mm. who knows what's going to happen. So uh, it, it, I'm glad that they're letting the creators sort of spread it out. Like I'm glad that's a thing that's happening instead yeah. of just being like you only mm-hmm. get a two-hour movie. They're like, oh, you have something good here. Let's give you time and money yeah. and budget to spread it out. Especially if it's Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. So, True.
0: favorite Beetle, Mikey.
1: Favorite Beetle. Oh, it's got to be Ringo. Peace and love. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. he's the he's the walrus. Cuckoo, ca-choo.
0: For me, it's George Harrison. I think the most underrated Beetle.
1: Oh, absolutely the 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 silent uh the silent wonder.
0: Yes. And he had lots of ukuleles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of <laughs> ukuleles. Oh, what a great bit. Uh But that that's coming out on Disney Plus later this year. Like I said, six hours, three episodes, a uh, whole bunch of quality content. But as far as content goes, that's all the content I have for Nerd Alerts. Do, 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 do,
0: and I like you sliding in the uh, music nerd alerts right there at
1: the end. That was pretty good. I'm a music nerd, and I wanted to see if I could push some of your Beatles buttons. Uh, yes. Yeah,
0: well, again, <laughs> m- most of my the things you've heard me say about the Beatles in our group is trolling our friend who likes the Beatles a lot.
1: Oh, it's for the bit. I can appreciate <laughs> it. I, I'm the same way. It's for the bit.
0: But yeah, I appreciate the uh, I, I appreciate their place in history for sure.
1: And this seems like it'll be like Ken Burns level look into the Beatles. Which oh, yeah.
0: sign me up? What's Ken Burns doing next? Let's
1: let's look that up for the next nerd alerts. I'll make a note right now, and I'll, I'll get back to you. Because
0: I would have to say anything on PBS is pretty nerdy. Yes.
1: If the you know. <laughs> and Ken Burns like that's uber documentarian nerd and, and yeah, such
0: a nerd. His hair just is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But also go watch that community uh-huh. episode that was modeled after the Ken Burns doc. Oh, oh awesome, yeah. genius. <laughs> oh,
0: so. so many tangents. Oh, those were great nerd alerts, Mikey. Thank you so much. Like Mikey said up at the top, if you guys have anything you want us to prattle on about for nerd alerts, send it to us. Uh, Assumingpositions at gmail.com is our Gmail. You can also hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at AssumingPod. We're on Instagram the most because it has pictures and we're visual people so we like to look at pictures we want to thank you guys so much for listening we want to thank not scott productions for our equipment we want to thank that guy brad for announcing we don't want to thank jazz for our music and we hope you guys have a great week we will see you next week nerd alerts